this is Marion Nessel. I'm the Paulette Goddard Professor of Nutrition, Food Studies, and Public Health at New York University, and a longtime fan of Heritage Radio. Like Marion, you too can support Heritage Radio Network, a member-based nonprofit radio station operating out of Bushwick, Brooklyn. I've been on it countless times. I love being interviewed. The interviewers are always really well prepared and fun to talk to about the issues that matter to me the most, uh, about how we can change our food system to one that's healthier for people and the environment. It's just invaluable to have an independent radio station that's dealing with these issues. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful asset. Support Heritage Radio Network by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit corin.com. This is Sherry Bayer from All in the Industry. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, Visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, welcome to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Akiko Kateyama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio at Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guest. And my guest today is Shintaro Okamoto, who is the co-owner and owner of Okamoto Studio in Long Island City, Queens, which is an artist collective best known to design, produce, and consult everything made of crystal clear ice. And if you see Shintaro's uh, ice sculptures, you will not believe they are made of ice. Ice is such a delicate and time-sensitive material, but Shintaro has established an amazing business that, that offers a unique experience with, with ice. So we'll talk about how Shintaro became an ice sculptor, challenges dealing with ice, and how to make a perfect ice for cocktails and more. Hello, Shintaro. Welcome to Japan Eats. Thank you for inviting me. So, um, okay, uh, I heard that you were born in Japan and uh, raised in Alaska, encouraged. Uh, so could you tell us how you became an ice sculptor in New York City? Uh, well, uh, everything started... Uh, with my father uh, working with ice. Uh, he uh, was a, a master ice carver. Um, I grew up playing with ice um, uh, in Alaska. I was born in Japan, um, uh, in Fukuoka, lived there till nine, mm -hmm. and my family uh, moved to uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, and uh, my father was trained as a sushi chef. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, during the early 80s, um, Anchorage was a very booming international uh, city. Mm. Um, you know, I think mainly with uh, you know the, the, a lot of the air, air, airplanes refueling in Anchorage. Oh, okay. uh, so there, there was a lot of uh, international communities. Mm. And uh, Anchorage, Alaska, was uh, uh, one of the, the early cities that really um, embraced um, Japanese restaurants. Yeah, I didn't and, know that. And uh, so you know, my father had an opportunity to uh, own a restaurant. Uh, as, as a part owner mm. um, and uh, you know without speaking the language you know <laughs> uh, with uh, the family you know my mom myself and I have a, a younger brother mm. uh, and uh, you know that's that's just how everything started wow but he was uh, he was already a chef in Japan he was not a chef in Japan actually uh he, you know, my 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 family it comes from I think it's just serial uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, uh, and and uh, you know my father. Uh, there's the the family business on my father's side was a, a general contracting mm. actually, and uh, my father used to do landscapings and you know even like uh, construction work. Mm. Um, uh, but on the side, uh, he's also uh, had opened um, um, uh, burger shops hmm. and, <laughs> and 
you know, just many random things uh, that, that he's done. He's always fascinated with America. Mm. Um, he's always wanted to uh, establish a career outside of Japan. Mm. Um, I know that just before going to Alaska, there was a, an opportunity to even be a farmer in Brazil. <laughs> and it's something that he seriously very mm. briefly entertained. So mm. um, I guess I could have been speaking Portuguese now. <laughs> well, there's a decision he made. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. so he sounds like he was a very handy person. Make it happen. Yeah, he, he was definitely a man of all, you know, all trades. And, uh, and you know, when, when he heard this opportunity to uh, run a Japanese restaurant, he really embraced it. Mm. And uh, he spent uh, just a little over a year in Tokyo training as a sushi chef. Wow. Um, and that's where he um, came across ice carving. Hmm. Um, ice carving is, a, you know, a part of, has a long history with the culinary world. Um, it's often an elective uh, where you, you know, craft something out of ice mm. um, to create a display right. uh, for food. And, uh, you know, it's something that he, he took, uh, uh, you know, uh, curiosity towards. And I think he kind of uh, uh, stressed the truth about being able to touch ice here and there before. And he, he got to carve a couple of things and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Had, had, had the tools with him um, and then went to Alaska um, and then put away the tools for the first few years until, you know, he really kind of stabilized the business and, and, and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was just that one, I remember, a, a boring, you know, winter day. He took, you know, myself and my brother to a, to a lake, a frozen lake, and took out a chainsaw and cut a block and, and uh, carved a, a swan and gave it to a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other people started asking for it. Oh, wow. And, you know, next thing we know, he, he had kind of a, a side business wow. uh, making ice sculptures. Mm, that's um, called the talent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's an interesting guy. You know, he, uh, he really just kind of embraced whatever his curiosity took him. So, mm. And, you know, he, he always took it to a, a, another level. Mm. And uh, he, he quickly kind of, I mean, I, I think it was an, a timing as well. But that's when um, ice sculpting competitions and communities at, at large in the States were just blossoming. Okay. So... Just really the first few, after a few, you know, few years of playing with ice and working with ice, there was a first international ice carving competition in Anchorage. Oh, wow. And my dad was, in, you know, invited to, to uh, uh, you know, be part of that. And I was his partner. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I was 13 or so. Wow. Um, and uh, I think uh, you really love that community. You know, it's very much kind of DIY. Um, you know, we take the tool just you know off the shelf and kind of modify that so that it works with ice and there's a lot of tinkering around there's a lot of kind of innovative you know um tools that that kind of gets shared and goes around Mm. so um my father really uh enjoyed that community and really kind of became a pioneer and um in um, just kind of elevating the artistry of what's possible with ice Mm. so it sounds like uh, the destiny Right, led, uh, led him to Alaska. Because thank goodness it was not to Miami. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, if, if it was my destiny, ultimately, I mean, it was a funny way around him. I, I, I did not enjoy working with ice, first of all. I mean, it was cold and you know, it's <laughs> wet and heavy and slippery. And my, my job with him was cleaning his, his chipped ice <laughs> and, you know, holding this piece that he has to fuse onto in the middle of the night when it's minus 30 degrees and <laughs> my gloves wet and I can't wait to go to the warming station and eat another bowl of chili, you know. Mm, wow. So, well, you were trained like a sushi chef by your father too, Yes, right? definitely. I mean, my father was not a man of, you know, too many words. I mean, it's, you really learn by watching him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was... Uh, you know, very much, uh, you know, learn from observation and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's just how it's been. I, I kind of had to kind of soak it up. Mm. Okay. So, but, uh, were you always interested in arts by yourself? Yeah. I mean, arts was definitely deeply ingrained in, in you know, in, in my life. Um, um, I was always surrounded with, with, uh, with arts, you know, with museums to, you know, art books and, mm. Um, uh, I'm, 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 I'm a painter in, by training. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been drawing and, and painting. Um, you know, my young age, uh, I mean, I, I was 
going to you know drawing classes or I had you know paint my father had painter friends who took me up and in Japan, oh, in Japan oh, always wow. just was drawing with me mm. um, I was really into calligraphy uh, when I was real young um, and then uh, once we moved to Alaska uh, I was just fascinated with wildlife mm. and uh, I just loved drawing animals from yeah. bears to moose to <laughs> beavers to whales and my first year in in in, uh, in America, without even speaking the language, um, I was I you know I was asked to be part of this uh, class project, uh, making um, watercolor drawings for a, a competition, mm. and I won, and uh, you know I, I got a thousand dollars, and got an invitation to uh, the governor's mansion in, in Juneau. Awesome. My mom wore a kimono. <laughs> uh, my uh, bilingual teacher had to come along because I did not speak English. Wow. Um, and that really kind of opened up um, mm. to uh, um, a whole lot of opportunity for me. Um, you know, the school district then was very uh, uh, wealthy from, from the oil money in, mm. in Alaska. Right. And there was a, a great innovative program called the, uh, um, the Gifted Program, mm -hmm. where I was given an a internship, an externship uh, program since my elementary school. Wow. So every, you know, every week for a few hours, um, I was taken out of the class and I was matched with a wildlife artist. Mm -hmm. And I would spend an hour drawing and learning different techniques. And I've been, I was part of that program since all the way through high school. Amazing. And doing, you know, doing arts and uh, I was going to uh, local college classes at night. Mm. Uh, so I would do school work and I'll do sports. And then after that, I would go to this like night classes. Right. So the, your intention really, you know, solidified your choice. of We went to uh, Brown University. Right? right. And then, but you majored uh, medicine and arts. So where did it come from? <laughs> Well, that that was part of um, my journey through the gifted program. Actually, I was I was you know doing a lot of life drawing classes in my middle school and early high school years, mm -hmm. um, and I was doing you know new drawings and I, I wanted to to uh, understand the body more. Mm -hmm. uh, naturally, got myself in kind of from the outside skin to muscles, you know, skeletal structures to the internal organs and. <laughs> and it was, was like a, it was became this trajectory of, of my desire to just keep finding out, mm. um, and then um, it's uh, it was an, <laughs> you know I was speaking to my my uh, internship coordinator and she suggested that I, that I I look into medicine maybe, and that opened up to a whole other field for me. <laughs> uh, from you know I was I, I've studied with plastic surgeons and and wow. general surgeons and. I was doing medical drawings for them in exchange to be able to kind of observe uh, a uh -huh. lot of the procedures and, and, and work. Right. So when I was, you know, heading to college and I was an incredible opportunity to go to an amazing school like Brown, um, you know, I chose that school because uh, there was, a, you know, Roland School of Design just across the street, mm. which is one of the best art schools in the, in, you know, in the country. Right. And I thought I'd get the best of the two worlds. Um, so uh, that's that's uh, how it was, and you know I struggled all four years. It was just a split, you know, brain, and you know I was guilty painting when I was you know when I wasn't doing my <laughs> chemistry tests, and uh, you know I was, you know I would do lab work, and I'm thinking about like what I want to do with my paintings, and right. um, I I just really pushed both until you know one day my really my last semester in my senior year it just kind of clicked in me that. That um, I, I have to be part of, you know, uh, in, in the life of, of an artist. And mm, that could have been you. Could have been a doctor now. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I really had one foot, in, you know, kind of heading toward there. But you know, I, I remember it's just it just it, it was a point of uh, clarity, and calling my parents up and saying, "Hey, this is what I want to do," and they really didn't question me. They really supported me, mm. and uh, you know, everything kind of started from there. Right. So what is the, that uh, Eureka moment? Like, I have to go for art versus medicine. Um, there really wasn't. It, not, not, it was really uh, just a simple clarity. Mm. You know, it was like, this is what I want to do. And, and I think, you know, there was something very kind of predictable that I saw mm. in a life of medicine. And I, I really kind of... Uh, lost uh, the the passion and the reason why I was in that world, you know, through um, 
you know, the 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 kind of work that, that I was doing. I wasn't really enjoying myself, and and it wasn't just a short-sighted, you know, down feeling. It was, it was just something that like uh, there was a, something else that I need to be doing. Mm, okay, so um, so now you know that medicine part is. I have a question. So when you carve something, do you have that anatomy knowledge reflected in your sculptures? Um, you know, I mean, it certainly helps. I mean, I think more than anything, um, you know, fellow artists in, in my studio often talk about just uh, having the knowledge of the things of the world, you mm-hmm. know, because what we do at a studio, we do such wide range of things from, you know, one day we'll be making uh, uh, something architectural, uh, like an ice bar or a room full of made all made out of ice, uh, or we have to make a replica of a Porsche or mm-hmm. any, some kind of product, or you know we have to carve a, a Porsche replica, or uh, we have to carve a giant rhinoceros or something. <laughs> and you know it, that, that switching of the gear that we happens on a daily basis for us, um, it, there's a huge benefit when we just understand proportions of the things, you know. Mm. So. Um, having that, that 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 knowledge of just how, you know, the scales and proportions of mm. of things around us have um, really uh, uh, informed our work. Right. So it determines uh, the structure. So you you have the most important part by knowing the kind of. Yeah, it, it was like almost like learning engineering, but through kind of medicine, mm. at least in, in in that part. Right. Interesting. So that's another destiny you went uh, thought of going to medicine too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's definitely no regret. You know, right. I, mean, I really um, enjoyed it, and you know, I, I there's. You know that that the the physicalness of it all, I think, is is always something that's very uh, much part of me. Mm. Reminds me of Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, my my father was always talking about Michelangelo, and uh, you know, when I was uh, you know small in, in in Anchorage, my parents were you know both out in restaurants. Uh, they weren't home at night, and I was a latchkey you know child. And every day, my father would uh, give me a homework, mm. and we had a giant book of complete, you know, book of Michelangelo. <laughs> and every day, he would pick a page and would leave it on my desk. And my my task was to uh, copy that drawing. Wow. And then next day in the morning over breakfast, we would like talk about it. Mm, amazing! Yeah. Wow! I wish he was here too. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. okay. So, uh, so what's so fascinating about? Uh, Eye sculpture too. In other words, you know, you were drawing, painting, and then you decided to go into ice. Yeah. So, maybe first of all, what, how did it happen? And from from arts to ice. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like I said, I mean, it was uh, it was something that was always around me, um, and uh, if anything, it's something that I took for granted. Uh, I was finishing up my my master's, my MFA in, in painting at Hunter College, mm. and you know um, I was just finishing up, um, and uh, uh, school, thinking about what's life after, mm. you know, and uh, you know I, I I was married, uh, then I had I had a family, mm. um, I, I had to you know support the family, and. Uh, e- you know, I was always talking with my father. I had a great working relationship with him always. Mm. He was in Alaska. He was, uh, you know, actually just f- kind of finishing up, uh, setting up the first Benihana mm. uh, in Anchorage. Okay. And it was a great success. Right. Um, and uh, and he wanted to do something different. He felt like he was kind of done. Mm-hmm. Kind of, uh, and, you know, as I was finishing up, my f- we were just always talking. My father sold his share in the business. He was a free agent. He sold his house. Everything. He, he, he just became a free man. Mm. And uh, we thought we'll do something together. You know, it was it was me either going to this very, um, you know, competitive, tough uh, teaching world uh, mm. in the arts. If I were to do something responsible, <laughs> uh, or, or 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 you know do something with with everything that, that I've learned thus far, and um, you know we you know one night you said hey what 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 about um, you know uh, 
making ice sculptures. Mm. Um, we we kind of looked into the event industry, and you know it's it's an you know it's a multi you know million dollar industry that's just thriving in the city. Mm. You know, amazing amount of parties going on every day, um, and there was a, you know there's a there's a hunger for uh, quality, something different, mm. and and ice carving at large was not really you know. Uh, happening in the city. Mm, that's um, interesting. You know, there there was not there, there was a lot of um, kind of a cookie cutter, you know, uh, like hearts and doves and swans that was going on, <laughs> right. but nothing, you know, and uh, that's that's really kind of custom and challenging and different. Mm. Uh, and you know, I think there was a a conviction that there, if, if there's a, a a gap in the market mm. um, that. I felt confident that my father had the the knowledge uh, and the skill set, um, and and also you know the art sensibility that I got from the opportunity to educate myself in, in the art world uh, for for a long time, and and uh, you know growing up in food service you know business um, and and just serial and you know, entrepreneurship you know all around me, mm. the whole like just doing you know business and and, and customer service and and. And uh, and also just uh, there was that Japanese sensibility, you know, mm-hmm. that um, the, that thoroughness, that the perfectionism, like. uh, and doing something you know different. Uh, it all just kind of clicked and came together. So mm. we really kind of jumped into that. Right. So that is amazing that uh, you know father and son. Like you said, you had always good relationship, but it's not easy to have business together. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and, you know, I mean, it was definitely a roller coaster, of course, you know, um, especially when we started out, we started out from nothing mm. uh, with almost very little communication, I mean, uh, connections to to uh, get our names out there. Mm. Um, so it was really about, you know, building a website and, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, thanks to my father, there's some seed money after him, you know. You know, selling everything and you know, starting everything here. Um, felt really responsible mm. for for all of that. For him to entrust me with with all, all of that, um, and really started out by really kind of donating our work to uh, you know fundraising events and galas and mm. and and uh, phone calls from events where you know last minute orders where something was ordered but like it fell through and needed us to step up <laughs> and and we did and that's how we really gained a, um our clients one by one mm, because you have to you know if i had to order an ice sculpture you know i have to really know how good you are because yeah. you can't it's really you know until it's done you can see the results exactly right? and so i mean that's a, that's a great point i mean i think um you know, I feel like more than anything, we sell trust, mm. you know, because what we do is custom, because what we do is uh, one of a kind. Um, it was really important for me that from the first phone call mm. that, that, that we present ourselves professionally mm. and that, our, you know, our brand and our identity is very clear to people. And, you know, uh, I provide the, the sketches with the dimensions and diameters and explaining what what's possible and what we can do and educating our clients and and you know we we, we want to make sure our clients trust us mm. and when we hit that point of trust um, it really opens up mm. and uh, you know people get really excited and people are allowed to dream right okay so um, so the, what kind of clients do you have so far? Um, I mean, we work with a wide range of clients in the city. I mean, New York City is such an amazing city. I mean, this is a city where the best of the best mm. of all fields, you know, come together and, you know, brainstorm. And, uh, you know, we, we do work with fashion to film to, you know, corporate to private, um, you know, product launches, you know, galas, uh, um you know, weddings and bar mitzvahs, of course. Right. And, uh, you know, we make wide range of sculptures, something sculptural, uh, like replicas to portraits to, mm. you know, environments, something architectural. 
uh, to something functional like ice bars, ice luges, mm. uh, you know, something to, to chill food. We work very closely with hotels and, you know, catering companies. Mm. Um, we've worked with uh, just a wide, wide range of people. Mm. Yeah, I looked at uh, your website and then, uh, for instance, you have a MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, uh, Martha Stewart, NBC, Jimmy Choo, Facebook, Porsche, Coca-Cola, like you name it, any yeah. kinds of industry. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, every phone call we get is like, why did you think of doing this out of ice? Because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but they do. And, and, you know, we start talking and, you know, they, you know, they really embrace the, the vision that we come up together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we're just super grateful. And, you know, it's, it's very important for us that we come up with the design um, really that, that, that we can be behind, be mm-hmm. behind. And, you know, we really always just kind of start with that question like why why may this make this out of ice mm. you know why not you know out of glass or wood or stone or you know foam or anything mm. and once we can kind of convince ourselves of that design that it makes sense that's made out of ice that really becomes an impetus for us to really kind of push the envelope mm. and uh you know clients really you know um, embrace that and uh we get to have fun right. so what is not right for making with ice well, I mean, a lot is possible. A lot is possible. I mean, I think the only limitation is the law of gravity, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know, we we've had the the we have the the fortune of having the facility and know how working mm. with ice. And you know, it's, it's there's a lot of physics, there's a lot of engineering, right. um, and uh, we do a lot of homework. You mm. know, like where is it going? How is it going? Right. How much time do we have? Right. Um, and you know, it's one thing to create a sculpture, but it's another thing to, to see how it's being situated, how mm. it actually performs. Right. Um, ice is very much what we feel is a performative material. Mm. You know, it's it, you know, it's the, the the real beauty comes from the way it it you know reveals itself during and throughout the event. Mm. You know, it's constantly changing. Right. So in um, other words, you can make anything, but. Is it feasible and operationally possible? And can you make the best one yeah. really in the, all the limited conditions? Absolutely. Right. And we give a lot of details to the sculpture we make, you know. Um, you know, it's not like we make something and we make it kind of chunky and say, hey, it's going to look great in, in, in the next, you know, 45 <laughs> minutes. I mean, I feel strongly that, you know, um, it's the first impression that's beautiful mm. and that's very important. Um, and once you have that first impression uh, if you take that to a very high level, you know, um, that gets burned into people's memory. Mm. And it's that gap from that point on as it melts and people realize that it's made of ice. And, and it really makes that present moment that much more precious. Mm. So, in other words, um, you know, what is so fascinating about ice sculpture to you? Um, I mean... Ice as a material is a fascinating material. Mm. Um, as an you know, uh, as an artist, you know, th- there is that uh, um, there's a constant gap of unknowing that I think is humbling, mm. and that's that's always fascinating. Mm. Um, you know, we create something, but once it gets set, we just don't know how how it performs, and and and. Uh, Finding out how that works is always, um, uh, you know, um, satisfying in, in the learning that, that, that that's involved. Mm. Um, there's the constant letting go because once we make something, it's gone. It's not coming right. back, right. Um, which is great because, you know, you know, as, you know, as, as, a, as a painter in training and, you know, understanding, you know, what it is to, to make, make uh, something as, as a maker, you know, you create something, you get to look at it, reflect on it, but you want to move on. You know, I don't want this thing setting, sitting around and kind of haunting me of all the right. you know, imperfections <laughs> that I've made. I have to live with that. Right. Ice, I can just let it go. It's just, <laughs> it's gone. It's past, right. you know. Um, so that's really liberating. Mm. Um, right. And uh, but the process is very traditional, you know. Um, the tools we use are almost identical to carving wood or stone, mm. you know, from from chainsaws to chisels to drills to it's a it's a straight out reductive process. Mm. You know, we start with a block and we see the the, the object within and we carve around it. Um, 
And, uh, you know, there's something romantic about, you know, having this, this very, um, where the process is very brute mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> to create something very ephemeral, right. you know, very fragile, very, you know, beautiful, mm. crystalline, mm-hmm. you know, that gap is, is, uh, is beautiful. Right. And uh, the, the romantic aspect of it, um, it's hard to shake off. I mean, I think it's nice, you know, mm. um, and, and, uh, and I, I like the, the event, uh, the involvement in the event industry, you know, it's, it's very exciting. Um, we often do it in a very short term time. Mm. Um, and to, it's a very collaborative process working with many different kind of, you know, aspect of how it performs. We are part of a very big thing. Mm. And uh, that's, that's also really um, humbling and, and, and satisfying. Mm. Amazing. Okay. Um, so we'll take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, special ice for cocktails that Shintaro makes. So please stay with us. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan Asian to American. And that is why they're located in New York City, where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japanese Broadcasting Live from a studio at Bushwick Brooklyn. I'm sorry, Bushwick Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Shintaro Okamoto, who is the owner of Okamoto Studio in Long Island City, Queens, which is an artist collective best known to design, produce, and consult everything made of crystal clear ice. So, um, how long does your sculpture last in general? Uh, in general, I, I say about six to eight hours before it loses details. It takes days for it to completely melt away. Mm. So, you already have to time and the temperature. Of yeah, the absolutely. Place. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's often part of the process of our, any project we do that to understand uh, where it exists and how it exists, how long it's going to be on display, you know, when it's when it should peak. Mm. Uh, we manipulate the design where we might want to exaggerate certain parts or, you know, generalize certain parts so that it can really kind of have a maximum shelf life. Mm. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, my house, freezer, ice, that melts really quickly. Yeah. And whenever I've seen your products, but then it's more solid, right? How do you make yeah, it? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the magic really comes from the, the really the purity of and, and the density mm. of the ice. And that's the clarity. You know, it's the crystal clear ice. It's crystal clear because there's no um, air bubbles inside. Mm. And uh, in terms of physics, it's, that means... Um, it's the it's the minimum surface area. You know, any air bubbles that you have, there's a surface inside, uh, inside, mm. and that that's exposed to some kind of air that that warms up quicker than the the ice itself. Right. So that that really contributes to the speed of melting. So we have a very densely frozen, you know, crystal clear ice. Mm. So it, it definitely melts slower than a than a, you know you know. Uh, kind of a traditional ICC from a 
you know, from a refrigerator, mm. you know, uh, uh, you know, dispense from the freezers. I mean, those, you see those white cloudy eyes, those are all air bubbles trapped inside. Right. But how, you, how do you make it? <laughs> well, I mean, the ice block itself really is made through an industry standard machine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, each machine makes two blocks. Each block is about 40 inches by 20 inches, about 10 inches. It's a little shy of 300 pounds. Um, it takes about three days um, you know, maybe about four days in the summertime. Mm. Uh, so, it, you know, it takes days for it to make. You mm. know, it takes a lot of uh, care uh, and and uh, monitoring making these mm. these blocks of ice. So if you do it slow, an air bubble come up. And then well, the can... machine, uh, they're, 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 you know, there are a couple great features that make, make uh, clear blocks. There's a coolant in the bottom. Uh, so it freezes from bottom up. It's a unidirectional freezing. Mm. And the water is constantly being agitated with a pump. Mm -hmm. um, so it's moving the water. So it's, free, it's, it's freezing the moving water from bottom up. Keeps all the impurities uh, and any kind of air bubbles on the top surface at all times. Mm. So, you know, uh, when, when we're ready to pull the ice from the machine, you know, we have this kind of uh, organic surface on the top. Um, and, you know, once we pull that out and uh, we, we size it with, uh, with a bandsaw, we have a, a perfect, uh, you know, clear, clear block of ice. Mm. Though, obviously, you can't make it easily you need a special machine and yeah well i mean you know the, now there are with the whole you know trend of of uh beautiful cocktail ice uh and bars around the country you know there are all these small uh kind of design companies coming up through kickstarters in here and there uh, <laughs> about how to make clear ice um and, you know once you understand the science you can make it um yeah through you know using coolers and and different containments and kind of double you know kind of almost like using a double boilers and all that <laughs> but i mean in all that process what you get is is, is appreciation how much process that goes into it mm. there's a lot of work that goes into making crystal right. clear ice it's not by nature it's not the same as uh, the ice you make at home yeah i mean yeah exactly i mean the closest thing you find in nature is kind of like creek ice you know you see like creek running and you see the ice crystalling around it mm. it's very clear clear because the water is moving right you know? interesting okay and uh the other thing i was thinking you know lighting is very important yeah right so when you uh bring your product to clients do you discuss it too absolutely i mean ice is clear and you know the 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 i think one of the seductive feature of mm -hmm. of working with ice is being able to manipulate um, the light refractive quality mm. that it has and you know once you hit light to it from the outside and the inside um, it, it, it really shines and it becomes a, a focal point of, of wherever it exists mm. you know from small parties to you know giant big you know events um, having our eyes and become a, a focal point have, mm. have really elevated you know the, that, the experience of that space right. so you know by default, we provide lighting uh, through, you know, a plug-in fluorescence or LED uplightings. Uh, we like to light from from the underneath, from within, so that the light really shines from the outs, you know, inside out. Mm. Um, it really um, uh, kind of high, highlights the the silhouette of the sculpture we make mm. and any kind of lines that that exist, you know, in from from sharpness to to metal curves throughout. Uh, the event it, it really kind of pronounced itself mm -hmm. and it really gives life to it right yeah. so you are performing as a lighting designer as well there's definitely that too and uh, you know um, and uh, it's it's always a pleasure working with many different lighting you know vendors mm -hmm. uh, that we get to work with right. you know we've done fashion shows where we work with uh, lighting designers uh, and and it's it's amazing um you know how people think uh, mm. about light when it comes to ice. I mean, it's, it's very different from like lighting glass or lighting uh, acrylic. Mm. You know, it, uh, it's a it's a it's a living molecule and it does a different thing. Right. So it's really a package that you sell. It's not just ice, you know, carved and done, yeah. but it's the whole package. And yeah, I mean, we really operate our studio as as a full service, you know, uh, company from. From design to production to delivery to installation to takedowns to, you know, bringing in big ice as wonderful and beautiful as it is, it's it's heavy, it's wet, slippery. Right. You got to manage, you know, where the water is going to go, and especially if you're going to some very high end space in New York City, 
what do you do with giant ice after this thing's over? You know, <laughs> people can't just chuck it. <laughs> you know, we have to go back and and we have to do it well. And you know, we're in a, an amazing space. Like you said, we've we've done events like MoMA. We've done events at you know. Um, multi-million dollar townhouses to right. you know the mo- outdoors and rooftops and <laughs> riverside and you know it, they all that requires an immense amount of logistics mm. um, that that we we have to embrace as part of our services right so i want to hear is any big like mishap or something some uh, tragedy happen <laughs> knock on wood i gotta find wood no okay. no <laughs> no i mean you know It's,、uh, I mean, in terms of the, the pro- for products and services we provide, it's, it's, there's very little wiggle room. You、mm-hmm. know, it's because it's, it's one material. And, and because, you know, we can't just duplicate it in a snap.、Um, so we really have to treat it like an, a work of art.、Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of、um, preparations that, that we, we lead up to it.、Mm-hmm. Um, And I have an amazing crew and amazing artists that we, we collaborate to work with in every commission that we get.、Mm. So, you know,、um, I, I'm certainly not alone in doing this.、Uh, there's a constant kind of collaborative, creative、um, you know, process that happens、uh, within our studio、mm. to do every project that we do. Right. Well, sounds like、uh, a lot of people could be intrigued into. <laughs> Walking out to your place. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're、business. always looking for new talent, so give me a call. <laughs> okay, so listeners, <laughs> yeah, you should contact uh, uh, Shintaro Studio. I'm going to give you a, a website later. Thank you. Right, so,、um, so, what's the price, of,、uh, price range of your eye sculpture? I mean, it really d- you know, depends. We, we, we make something as intimate as you know, cocktail ice to、uh, individual、uh, plates made out of ice to. Um, you know, some of the most popular pieces would be like ice luges,、mm. where great for parties where people get to pour cocktail through any kind of designs and,、mm. and be creating an interactive process to, you know, something to, to chill the seafood that, that's often worked、uh, for catering companies,、mm. um, ice bars,、um, furniture made out of ice,、um, you know, to. Uh, portrait replicas. It really depends on the scales and sizes that we work with.、Mm. In general, a single block sculpture that's about three feet high, three feet wide、mm-hmm. starts at around 500 and up.、Mm. Okay, so that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs>、um, so, how do you deal with the freezing temperature when you work on ice for hours? Yeah. Well,、um, f- we are.、Uh, By default, we, we work outside the freezers actually. Well, we bring the, the ice blocks out, we temper them,、uh, and we just cut、uh, in our studio space in ambient temperature.、Mm. Uh, we just got to work a little bit faster during the summer because <laughs> it's really, really warm.、Um, but, you know, in the ice carving world, there's, there's two types there's the dry carver and the wet carvers. We're considered the wet carvers, we carve outside. I mean,、mm. that's just how we were taught, that's just how my father was,、mm. you know. and...、Uh, Uh, and you know, there's you know, whenever we have to do something very detailed work, that we would go into you know, inside a freezer and、mm-hmm. to preserve that.、Uh, but you know, our facility is, is set up to, to carve in, in that way,、mm-hmm. so but you know, I mean, people often say, like, oh, you don't get cold because you know, you work with ice, or they say that because I'm from Alaska, <laughs> <laughs> and we and I always say that's not how evolution works. <laughs> You know, we just have better gear.、Right. You know, we have great kick ass jackets and gloves and pants and hats.、Right. Um, so, you know,、uh, you know that, that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's where the magic is.、Mm, okay. So,、um, by the way, another product you offer at Okamoto Studio is、uh, ice for high end cocktail bars. And、uh, first of all, how can high quality co- cocktail ice can improve、uh, the taste of the drink? Well,、um, Ice is a huge integral part、uh, of the, you know, the, the, the drink experience,、mm. um, from you know,、uh, shaking to you know, the final presentation to until the last sip.、Uh, you know, ice is very much part of it.、Mm. Um, so、um, I think it's only natural to. Uh, provide the, the most absolute beautiful uh, ice uh,、mm. from beginning to the end.、Um, 
I've always known there's something special we can do with the cocktail ice, you know, in Japan.、Um, and I think that's where the Jap- Japan gets weaved in.、Right. You know, there's a long history in the cocktail world、mm-hmm. where ice is very much respected. Right, and bartenders,、uh, very often, they carve ice. By hand. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you know, my father, I mean, he, he was never a drinker, but he's always known that there's a block of ice always sitting now, you know, in the restaurant context.、Uh, and people often chip the ice. And, you know,、uh, as, as a f- someone who, who works in the food service, you want to respect and elevate every ingredient there is.、Mm. And, and how can you not in the cocktail world? Right. You know? Especially if you have a bad ice, you can taste it. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we've worked, I mean, in the, in the ice sculpture context, we've worked with all these high spirits, you know, clients. And, and、so、I always think, like, you have this amazing、mm. history and story behind these spirits and, co- you, know,、uh, li- you know, liquors. But he used these crappy ice and, and you're diluting it with crappy water. <laughs> and in and, and that moment, all that beauty is gone.、Mm-hmm. You know? So it was always in my head that I wanted to, to、um, share、uh, our ice because、right. we have the, the perfect ice.、Mm. Uh, and, and I wanted to kind of, you know, kind of just connect with the right people and how that goes. And, You know, that's just kind of, you know, that, that's how we started. I just always had it in my head. And,、mm. and uh, you know, one day, you know,、um, few people came to us、um, and, and、uh, you know, we, we started talking. And,、um, uh, and, you know, when we first started、uh, showing our ice, people were making. Trying to make clear ice through sheet pan, freezing sheet pans,、mm. you know, sheet pan full of water. And then there'd be a little small part of that ice that's clear. So they would, you know, break that, that cloudy part away and use that、uh, clear ice.、Mm. But it's a very, you know, long process and you can only do so much, <laughs> you know. So we were able to kind of bring economy of scale to, to that product. Right. Okay, and、uh, what kind of water do you use for cocktail ice? Well, I mean, the,、uh, well, the water is, you know, it's kind of straight out filtered, you know, water, you know, c- you know we want to use the clearest waters w- we、mm-hmm. can.、Um, but the clarity really comes from the process of freezing.、Mm. You know, like I, like I said, there's, there's any kind of impurity there is in the water gets, gets really kind of、uh, separated on top、mm. surface, and we, we, we end up with this beautiful, clear, clear uh, ice. Mm. So, The, the magic is in like what do you do from that giant block of ice because you have to start from that big block of ice.、Right. Um, we cut them down you know, through use of specialized you know,、uh, machines and tools that、mm. we dedicated just to, to that production.、Um, we have freezer dedicated to creating cocktail ice、right. and you know, open ourselves up to our clients. and And, and have that customizable level where we say, Give me your barware,、uh, you know, your glassware, and we will you know, propose a, you know,、uh, ice that fits into that glass.、Mm. Because the beauty is in, is in that clarity and the singularity that we、mm. can provide that fits into your glassware.、Right. And again, there's a lighting effect in the glass, too. Absolutely. I mean, again, like, you, know, you go to these bars and they have beautiful tumblers, you know, there's a beautiful glass. And, and you want to really complement that.、Mm. And that really comes from you know, completely clear one piece of, 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 of ice.、Mm. Right. So、um, maybe you can give us some names of cocktail bars where we can try your ice? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're fortunate to work with client, great, great you know, clients from PDT to Little Branch, Rain's Law Room, Momofuku. Uh, the whole, the whole、um, you know,、uh, restaurants from there to、uh, Royalton Hotel.、Um, you know, the, those are some of the few places that, uh, that we work with.、Um, and uh, uh, it's their, their、uh, great venues that really respect、mm. the ingredient. You know, it's one thing to make. Clear ice, and we get a lot of calls for it, and we work with many other places. But it's another place that it's another thing to,、uh, to you know, educate these venues and have them understand what it means to maintain these ice, too.、Mm-hmm. You know, we, we provide small batch packaging、uh, to these cubes、um, so that you know, people can open it、uh, little by little.、Mm-hmm. You know, if you have 
cubes that just open up and 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 then they they suck in the air uh, right. within the freezer, or there's frost that builds around it.、Mm. All those things affect、uh, the the flavor of the cocktail. Definitely, you know. So、um, uh, I love working with clients who. Who kind of see through that,、mm. uh, and and their you know their their intelligence and depth and commitment、mm. uh, really kind of lines up with you know what what we want to do. Right. Yeah. So I understand it's a recipe part of the recipe. Ice is such an important part.、So. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So、uh, what is my last question? So what is your plan for the future? Uh, the plan for the future. I mean, there's.、Um, I mean, there's so much that I still want to do. You know, I mean, people are still discovering.、Um, you know, what's possible with with ice and what we do.、Mm. Uh, just past uh, uh, winter season,、uh, we got to collaborate with Barney's New York,、mm. uh, where we、uh, transformed、uh, the show window uh, into a, a truly working、uh, ice studio. Uh, for their Christmas display, wow!、Uh, and we had,、uh, you know, one of our crew working inside where all our outfits were designed by Montclair,、uh, and、uh, you know, we carved ice, and it was amazing to be able to open that up and and people really learning what's possible and what we do,、mm. um, and you know, we want to kind of democratize, you know, our, our, what what we do, and it's not just an esoteric high end、uh, thing, but you know, it's something. From from you know small birthdays to again、mm. like weddings to whatnot like that we 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 want our sculptures to to exist in there、uh, to help elevate、mm. uh, the events in there. So in terms of the sculptural、uh, level, I, I want to introduce that.、Um, you know we want to continue working with the you know、um, the food service community at large.、Mm. Uh, you know ice has an incredible function of chilling、uh, the food、uh, and kind of having that. As the the driving force to create something different and new,、mm, so double function that is interesting. Absolutely, you know.、Right. Okay. So we you know we have that going on, and、um, you know uh, I uh, you know there's there's just、uh, there's so much that that we we're, we're kind of playing around with. Okay, so、uh, please come back, and、uh, you're gonna tell us all those interesting things. Thank you. Right. Okay, so、uh, thank you for joining us today, Shinta. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. So,、uh, listeners, if you are interested in Shintaro's work, please visit the、uh, Okamoto Studio NYC dot com. That is the、uh, O K A M O T O O K A M O T O Studio NYC dot com. And if you have any questions or comments about the show, please contact us at Heritage Radio Network dot org. And you can sign up for our newsletter to get fun updates and event information at the bottom of our homepage. Japan Needs is live at three three p.m. on Mondays and always available at Heritage Radio Network dot org, iTunes, and Stitcher podcast. Today's show was made possible by Corin, and our engineer is David Tatasure. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.